guru is I. Good morning. Well, our cold snap is almost over, but we're back to the wind here in the Gloomy River Gorge. And we have a great topic this morning. The topic is simple and yet so complex. And the topic is how to make money in real estate. This is the question nobody asks before becoming licensed. And this is the question that everybody asks five minutes after they're licensed. First, we go from nobody asks the question because it's obvious, right? We sell real estate. That, that's what we do, and that's how we make money. So prior to becoming licensed, nobody asks the question, well, how do you make money? And after becoming licensed, everybody asks, how am I going to make money? And of course, the answer is, we'll go sell real estate. But that is so overwhelmingly large. We have to pick it apart. So first, I want to define a couple of things here, and that is investor versus career. We are talking career today, not invest. Investor is a different concept, different tools, different things going on. You can make lots of money as an investor. We're talking the career of real estate today. By the way, good morning. Welcome to Real Estate Daily with, with your guru. I hope you've got your cup of coffee. I'm sipping mine this morning. And we are peeling apart how to make money in real estate. By the way, this is only, if you want to call it part one, we're going to revisit this topic several times because this is the first initial things you have to know about making money in real estate. If you don't know what we're going over today, we need definitely need to talk. And by the way, we have coaching programs. But before we get into any of that, take a second, hit that like button. I love the like button. It just makes me smile every day, every time someone hits the like button. Also make comments. I'd like to hear from you. What was the first time you made money in real estate and how did you do it? All right. For number one, understanding client relationships. This is where we're starting with making money because you have to understand client relationships in order to make money. You know, none of us just walk out, walk out there, open the door of money. And people just pour over to us and say, I love you. You're, lic you're licensed in real estate. <laughs> okay, sorry. I, I, I'm having a little too, too much fun here on a, on a Friday morning. There's thousands of people licensed in real estate. In Oregon alone, there's like 21,000 people licensed in real estate. In State of Washington, there's something like 45,000, 50,000 people licensed. In. It's cr a crazy number of all these people. It's few of them that are actually making a full-time career. But here's what I know, and I know it personally because I did it. And I'm not a real estate savant. You can be full-time in real estate and making the living that you deserve to make because I've done it and we can have you to that level as well, making the money you want to make in real estate. 
But anyway, let's get back to, to, to making money in real estate. The, the core component pieces, and that is relationships. You have to become a relationship master. It's going to be critical. We're going to revisit this relationship over and over and over again. Now, everybody hears about volume. Well, let me tell you, volume is key. It's just not key the way some declare. Some will say, well, you've got to sell 200 homes a year. That's unlikely. And by the way, I know people making a terrific living selling 15 homes a year. In fact, I know people making a terrific living more than, you know, more than 150 a year, and they're selling not even a home a month. It's all depends what you're selling, how you're going after it, what, what the deal. There are so many factors to making money in real estate. So volume is key. Yes, but what is that volume? I mean, for example, you could be doing commercial work and only moving a, a, a few places. You could be doing high-end homes. You might be doing low-end homes and need to turn more volume just sheerly because of that. You might be working with builders. You might be on special commission splits that enable you to make even more money on, on homes. You might be working with banks with foreclosures. So the kind, it's not just volume, it's the kind of volume that you're going after. And it's the relationships that you have with the client. Let me revisit that over and over again. And it's going to come in as a hot topic as we get to the end of today. Remember, relationship, relationship, relationship. It's, yes, you know what? Social media is critical nowadays. We've always had social media, for goodness sakes. It used to be called going to the Grange and having a cup of coffee with the people at the Grange. That was the social part of it back then. Now we have all these softwares to help us out. And I, by the way, as your guru, I love social media. It's terrific. I'm on social media right now. I wouldn't be talking to you without it. I dearly love it. And on top of it, and I'm off, the, off topic already, but video is red hot. We probably need to talk about video and how you can enhance your business probably by a thousand percent just by putting video in this year. Let's talk in our coaching programs. All right. So volume is key. And what the type of volume is critical. You have to know what kind of volume. Now, as your volume goes up, we're just getting rid of some, some basic things here first. As your volume goes up, you need to be doing the things that are key to making you money. So you might want to bring in a transaction coordinator, for example. A transaction coordinator is the person that monitors all that paperwork, the stuff that none of us like to do. Well, actually, there are people that like to do the paperwork part. There actually are. And if you are a relationship magnet, then you need to keep your core skills on the relationship side and let someone else do the paperwork stuff, which won't cost you too much money because you are a relationship magnet. You are great at real estate. You can do this business and people love you for it. They love your knowledge, your skills, your abilities. They love what you can do. They love what you have to say in, in this business. Well, if that is true, 
And I bet that it is because nobody can replace you. You are unique in this business and nobody replaces you. Well, a transaction coordinator can step in and help with the backroom stuff and allow you to continue doing the things that you are brilliant at, and that is landing more deals. People complain that, well, I'm just too busy. I can't go after more deals. I have to finish the deal that I'm on. This is a common mistake in real estate. People get one deal and they say, well, I'm too busy with all the addendums and the paperwork and all the stuff. And maybe if it's your first deal, I understand. Because understand, understanding the process, that, that's big. But after you get involved and you're doing deal after deal, what you need are people all across the pipeline. You need new leads coming in, clients that you're nurturing, clients that are in, in the top hot 30, clients you're writing offers for, clients that have offers, and you're headed to closing. You need people across the entire pipeline. You can't stop because you have one. Because let me tell you what happens when you stop when you have one. You stop when you have one and you'll be out of money until you get another. Well, that's not how our, we want our incomes to work. We want to smooth out our, our incomes. All right. That, that, more of that for a different time. Let's talk about leads. Let's talk about the leads and the consistency that you need consistent leads coming into you. You are a people magnet. You love it. You can transition people into making an offer. You got into this business because you love real estate. You got, you're here because you love real estate and you love people and you love making people happy with this. Well, you need a consistent source of leads coming to you. And I am not asking you to go buy leads. There's ways and we can teach you in our Kickstarter course and the link to our Kickstarter course is right down here. It is filled with ways to go after leads and get your pipeline full of leads. Before we go further on this, lead, what are leads? Leads are not clients yet. Leads are someone that you have acquired their name and phone number and an email or one of the three. You may only have, have an email. <laughs> Let me slow down here a little bit and sip some coffee. Okay. Leads. Leads are critical because if we don't have leads, you won't have clients. Let me tell you. Even family. Yeah, I know this is hard. Put in your comments what, what you think about leads, by the way. I'd love to hear from you about how you transition leads to clients. Even family at first is, is little more than a lead because they need to know about what you can do. Now, that family often are some of the easiest leads to transition into clients. Often some of the easiest. Sometimes you, you, you get your family to come in as a client and you you wish you weren't serving them because it's too close to you and it becomes very difficult. But nevertheless, we all end up serving family at some point. You need a consistent 
lead source. No matter what it is, today's not the day to talk about lead sources, but you need a source and you can go after them. You don't have to spend a lot of money for them. In fact, I say spend extraordinarily little going after them and we can keep a constant flow of leads coming at you so that you can create clients. Now, what is a client? We have to take a moment here and define client because clients are critical to our business. Of course, if we don't have leads, we won't have clients. But clients are someone that we have a relationship with. Remember I told you the relationship thing was coming back? Well, here we are. Relationships back. We don't have a client unless we have a relationship with them. And to have a relationship, you have to understand their intent and their motive. If you don't understand the intent and the motive of what they want to do, where they want to be, and where their family's going, where they want to live, what the location is, then you don't have a relationship with a client. What you have is a possible lead that may eventually convert. You've got to have those things. I'm here to help you build your business bigger than what you ever thought it could be. And to do that, we have to have relationships. The relationship with your client is key. I'll give my clients, I, here's, here's what I know about my clients. Once I know them, I understand their intent and their motive. Once I understand that, I'll give them a stack of my business cards. 20, 30 cards. I, I give my business cards out liberally. And I'll say, you know what? I know you're going to be visiting some open houses. When you go to an open house, take one of my business cards, put it down and say, I'm represented. And they'll leave you alone. That is a terrific way. You have armed your client with a fantastic thing. Number one, you've armed them with trust. You've told them, you're going to be out looking. I want you to look. It can't be just me looking. It doesn't work that way. This is a united front going after looking for you a home. Well, let's get on with that. Let, let's, let's just say to the client, we can combine our efforts together and go after this. And I'm giving you a stack of cards so you can say, I'm represented already. Don't worry about me. I'm just going to walk the house on the open houses. Okay. You know what? You, you just made it where you don't have to be there with, with them on the open house. You've gained trust of the client. You have credibility with the client. You understand the relationship. You understand their intent of what they're doing, and you understand the motive that they have with their family of where they want to live. You have a client. You have a full relationship with this client, and you have armed them with the best thing you can ever arm them with, and that is you have armed them with trust. And a trusted thing between you and the client will create a relationship. You can't have it better than that. Once you get to that point. So how does it fall off? Well, it falls off because people quit following up. You, 
you did you shown them a few homes. You get you have that relationship. It's developed real well, and you quit following up. Don't you can't do that. You have to consistently follow up. And how do we do that? We have this thing called drip campaigns. Well, how do drip campaigns work? You might ask. Just like we ask, you know, after becoming licensed, we ask, how do you make money in real estate? Nobody asks it before. Everybody asks it five minutes after they're licensed. Well, drip campaigns, by the way, do work, but they are work. They actually work, but yes, they are laborful to get going, but can save your relationship status with the people if done appropriately. But there are different drip campaigns for different categories of people. You're not going to use the same drip campaign for a lead as you would for a client. So let's go over this just a little bit. So you're not going to use the same kind of drip. We're talking about making money here, you guys. We're not using the same kind of drip campaign to a lead as we would to a client, as we would to other categories as this progresses. We'll hit them in a moment. Remember, creating the relationship is key to making money in real estate because there's a thing coming up here at the end. I promise you, hang with me. In the meantime, hit that like button. Send me your comments on making money in real estate and how did you finally realize that it's about relationship. When did it hit you? Did it hit you after your first your first deal? Did it happen hit you in the middle of the first deal? When did it hit you that it's about relationships? This is why, you know, the Zillows of the world, the the big box stores can't do this business well because they don't have the relationships that you personally can have that cannot be duplicated with somebody else. Your relationship you have with the client is unique. Every time, every time it's unique. I've met thousands of people. Every relationship is unique. Every relationship is different. Okay, so campaigns for leads. Campaigns for leads need to look in, in a manner of which you're asking them to reach out to you. You're not delivering an answer you're delivering information that you are holding that you would like to talk with them about. I have some homes that you need to see in East Portland that are three bedroom, two bath. Let's get together tomorrow at two o'clock and do a tour. Give me a call. We'll set up the tour at two o'clock. This is the kind of campaign you want to be going after leads with because you are setting up a scenario that you have information that they want and you are entreating them to reach out to you. Now, there's lots of ways to get this done. It's not just on home tours. It's loans. It's special programs. It's unique offerings. It's a whole bunch of things. But what you're doing is you're entreating them to reach out to you on what we call the X to Y to date certain formula. That's the X to Y to date certain formula. That is, I have something, I want to give you that something, and I want to do it by a particular date and time. 
date, time period, what, whatever that is. It, it, I have another video. I go over the, the whole formula. But it, that's the formula you are looking at when acquiring a lead. You have something, you want to give it to them, and you're doing it by a particular time that you have created what's called a sense of urgency of the lead to reach out to you, to be connected with you because you have something special to share. If you're not creating this sense of urgency, you don't have the right kind of campaign going on. And it can be done in lots of ways. All right. Campaigns for clients. These are different. You do not want to continue the drip campaign going out through email or, or text message, however you have it. You don't want to continue the drip campaign that you would be sending out to leads to your clients. That would be insulting. This is a mistake that people make all the time. Your clients, you have a relate. Remember the relationship thing? You have a relationship with them. You don't want to continue this campaign of a sense of urgency with them, of trying to get together. These people know you. They respect you. You have built trust with them. There's a whole relationship of credibility you already have established. So you have narrowed the search for these people and you are putting things in front of them that are meaningful based upon that relationship, the intent and the motive that you fully understand and you're calling them out by name, directly by name. The leads, you're not calling out by name. You don't know them well enough to do that. The clients you're calling out directly by name. That's hugely different. Now, this is all prior to getting the client a home or whatever property it is for sale and under contract, all the way up to the point of sold. It's, it, later, it's different. Because then, after the sale, what happens? Well, I'll tell you what happens with most. Here's exactly what happens with the majority out there. They quit talking to the client. It's just over for them. They never talk to the client again. Or in a few years, they'll reach out with a vague email. They have forgotten you. It's over. But the relationship doesn't stop. You know, relationships are living things. It simply takes, after the closing of that deal, it simply turns to a different kind of relationship. Now, what you have to always remember, this is about a business. It's not a hobby. It's about making money. So you have to turn with the relationship and change the campaign completely. A complete different campaign. You're going to be sending them things about repairing their home doing gardening, community events, being involved. All the while, what you are doing is staying in front of your client for future repeat business. Because in a few years, 
You want all this business to come back around where you are living on your repeat business. You don't want the huge thrust of your business to continue to come from raw leads. That's the hardest lead you'll ever get is the raw lead where you don't have, remember, the relationship. You don't understand their intent and their motive and what they're doing. When they become clients, well, it's much easier than we have this relationship. We can all recognize that. But how much better is it to stay in front of the client after closing? Continue the relationship. Yes, it's going to take some time to set this up. There's no doubt about it. It will take you time to set this up. But it's all about the repeat business in the future. That will make you so happy. It will absolutely make you smile. Because you'll think to yourself, well, how can business be so easy? I've got business from three years ago. It's calling me up. They've recommended me to even to a new person. Or they're saying they want to sell the house. And they want to buy another one. They want to, they want to upscale. Or they want to downscale. Whatever it is. And the business is just coming over to you. Because you have stayed in front of them. And remained relevant. You've got to remain relevant in front of your client base to get repeat business or you won't have the repeat business at all. It's relevancy. And relevancy changes based upon the relationship. So leads. You have no relationship. They are a nobody to you other than another human on this planet that you're trying to get to know. So that's a different kind of relationship. That's an unknown relationship. Clients, you have the relationship. You've gotten to know them. You've, you've shown them some homes. You've dug mentally into them. You understand their motives, their intent, the, the design of what they're looking for. You have that. They close the deal. The relationship should not end it continues to repeat business. That's how you ultimately make money in real estate. I know that is fast. There's a lot of details we will take time in the future and peel apart. But ultimately, this is the design of how people make money in real estate. Nobody asks it up front because everybody says you sell homes. Everybody asks it after you become licensed because they don't realize quite how it's done. Well, this is drawing the curtain back and showing you how real professionals just like you actually do. They're no more brilliant than you. They're not smarter than you. They're exactly you because you can have the career of your dreams and absolutely doing this business and being phenomenal at it. Now, we have coaching programs that go over this, not leaving you dangling out in the middle of nowhere. We actually have coaching programs that are one-on-one -on -one programs that can take you step-by-step -step and build your business directly. We also have a course called Kickstarter. We named it Kickstarter for a reason. Because it kickstarts your business, whether you are a newbie or you've been in this business 20 years and you need a new start to the business, it kickstarts you back 
into the leads, the qualifying them, the getting the relationship into, into the clients, the closings, the drip campaigns, all the pieces that it takes, the skills that it takes in the year 22, because the year 22 skills are different than any other year they've ever been. We take your skills, we resharpen them. You are a valuable member to real estate. We need you. Let me tell you, the average person quits this career in about 18 to 20 months. Before their first renewal, they quit the career because they couldn't crack the nut on how to make money. Let me help you crack the nut and have the career of your dreams. This is Real Estate Daily. I am your real estate guru, and I look forward to talking with you about building your career bigger than it ever could have been imagined soon. Let's talk.